Hi all, this is RV Empath and this is the podcast RVE for the HSP, Highly Sensitive Person or People. So welcome. How are you doing? There's a lot of energy, as I like to say. So let us get right to it, shall we? Do kind of like an astrological recap. I want to apologize. I am uploading this a day late. I used to um, try to do it on Sundays and then it moved to Mondays. Anyway, (laughs) but it is a bit of a trying time and I don't think I am alone in that. So if you're struggling, know you're not alone and we are going to shift it to the positive. That's the whole point. I mean, life is hard enough. Why suffer and, uh, you know, make ourselves sick over it, like even more sick <laughs> than the general stress of it all. So um, there's the whole saying, you know, not to suffer over your suffering. I think it might be Buddhist, but it makes sense, right? I mean, we're already suffering. So why make it worse for ourselves? Hmm? Mm. All right, so we try to shift it to the positive here at RVE. That means learning about energy. That means learning uh, about how to clear out your energy and balance it out. Every day, work on ways to be and stay calm and balanced. And connect with God, universal energy, source, spirit very important for everyone uh, not to mention just HSPs highly sensitives now going to the astrology let's see here Mm-mm-mm. so we're going to start like around the 22nd uh, that was the second Aquarian full moon there were a couple of big trines two also around that time uh, with that involved Uranus retrograde and that's always epiphanies and sudden change hello but it's retrograde so that's on the inside or it tends to be on the inside of course unexpected events on the outside can affect the inside so anyway trines are positive so whatever change is happening you know like I said it's important to always try to shift things to the most positive expression of it that we can. Now, on the 22nd also, which was the full moon and the tri- that big trine between Mars and Uranus retrograde, uh, the sun moved into Virgo. Happy birthday, Virgos. And then there was a trine between Venus and Saturn retrograde. Venus and Libra, where it rules. Uh, Saturn retrograde is currently in Aquarius, all about ideas and innovation. Uh, So that's pretty cool. Saturn is our work ethic and long-term goals, that kind of thing. Trines, again, are very positive, like easy-flowing energies, beneficial. On the 24th, there was an opposition between Mercury and Uranus retrograde. Oppositions can be stressful. Um, and then I don't really want to dwell on it 
um, too much though, but there was something there probably happening between work, daily routines, our health and our spirituality or working with overcoming some kind of addiction, making, uh, you know, trying to make a healthier life for ourselves and routines that support it. If you're not doing that, you know, get to it. Um, then I'm going to skip to the 26th. The Venus, Venus was opposite Chiron retrograde. So that has a lot to do with healing anger and inner wounds. <laughs> but Venus is in Libra again. So that has to do with relationships and balance and harmony. Yay. Yes, please. Um, on the 26th as well, Mercury trine Pluto retrograde. You know, I remember that was one of these days in there was a, a super healing day for me where I had breakthroughs. And I think it's really important to specify that before a person shifts into like a more enlightened or healed you know thought pattern or way of understanding it's usually pretty bumming for a while I mean at least with me I struggle with situations or thoughts emotions for a good few days sometimes um, before I I'm able to shift it and that's with conscious effort so uh, people can stay in like this stressful, stuck, bumming energy for much, much, much longer. Um, but I, all I'm trying to do, <laughs> trying to give you hope, all I'm trying to do is say it's normal to feel pretty crappy before you feel better as you, um, you know, work on shifting it and dissolving it and healing it. And just you remember, you know, surround the whole thing with forgiveness energy and um, uh, energy for the highest good for all most benevolent outcome for all I mean hey that is the mic drop so because that includes us and it's an overall balance of goodness it, it's like if we ask or intend something for our good but at the um, detriment of other people things you know energies then um i don't know that now i'm now i'm not, i tripped myself up with what i was saying but just uh, let's just talk you know people <laughs> situations but if it's at the detriment of something then it's ultimately not for our highest good because it pulls down the energy like overall which affects us it's very it, it's like not um and it all has to do kind of like with mathematics. You know, uh, it, it's an interesting concept, but um, but it all has to do with balance, right? Balancing things out. And it's, it's an important concept to really understand that hurting others hurts oneself. But, you know, this isn't new. These aren't new teachings. They've been around for eons that particular piece of wisdom so let's move on I feel like I kind of got myself sidetracked there um, 
anyway, there was that Mercury trine Pluto retrograde on the 26th. Then couple inconjuncts, blah, blah, blah. Mercury moved into Libra on the 30th. That was yesterday. And that brings us to today. So let's look out over uh, the week. We're about to move into September. Here we go. On the second, well, I guess I should talk about today. There's an inconjunct between the sun and Saturn retrograde. Inconjuncts can be frustrating. It's hard kind of like to get things, the, all the moving parts working together. But try because Saturn has to do with long-term goals, who we are in the world, our reputation. So it's stuff that matters to us and it's the work ethic that we put behind it. So the sun is in Virgo, health, work, routines, being of service. Saturn's in Aquarius, again, very innovative ideas, new epiphanies, um, creativity. There's a certain kind of rebelliousness there. Good stuff can come from it. So work it. Now on the second, we have Mars opposite Neptune retrograde. Again, that has to do with perhaps addictions, closing out karmic energetic cycles. Uh, Mars is in Virgo as well. So Virgo is very emphasized in terms of health, work, work and daily routines. Um, Neptune is in Pisces where it rules. And Pisces is very dreamy, very spiritual. Um, but again, it has a certain, I mean, that dreaminess can be you know from connecting with divine energy or it can be from um, like uh, drugs <laughs> so or addictions so uh, kind of examine your relationship with that and how you can uh, move to a higher expression of Mars type stuff which is uh, goals moving forward you know what we're passionate about on the third, there is an inconjunct between Venus and Neptune retrograde. So there's still kind of frustrating energy going on with Neptune. But Venus is there. Venus rules Libra. Again, Venus is in Libra. So it, Venus is kind of like Jupiter. It's a very, very po good, positive, creative energy. So it, it can't get too far twisted. Um, that's happening on the third. Uh, the fourth, another inconjunct between the sun and Chiron retrograde. Inconjuncts again, are, look them up. They're also called quincunxes. See, it's hard to say that word even. And that's kind of what they're like. They're frustrating, like quincunx. Like it's a, they're just, it's, it's a goofy energy that can rub everything the wrong way. But good can come from it too so just you know work on it so on the fourth there's an inconjunct quincunx between the sun and chiron retrograde healing transforming anger and but there's um a trine on the same day between mercury and saturn retrograde whoo that's the mind how we communicate what we learn and saturn again is like career long-term goals relationship to authority large and small, but it's um, big stuff in terms of who we are in the world. 
That's the fourth. The fifth, we have a semi-sextile between Venus and Mars. That's cool. Yay. So the ultimate feminine and the ultimate masculine getting along. Semi-sextiles are positive. They're a smaller version of a sextile. And um, a sextile has nothing to do with sex, <laughs> per se. It's just a, a positive aspect in which we can use known skills and natural talents to like further an opportunity. So then we have on the fifth as well, Venus square Pluto retrograde. Ooh, okay, we got a square happening. And with Pluto, no less, Pluto can be big time healing. Now, before I want to go into it, I see the next day, the sixth, Venus is or Mars is trying Pluto retrograde and Venus is trying Jupiter retrograde. Oh my gosh, the six is huge. Huge. I'm just looking at it now. There's a whole bunch of trines and there's a new moon in Virgo. Wow. So that square on the fifth, that could be very, very, very healing. But you got to focus on it. You got to be conscious of it. But I would definitely look more into this, like this new moon in Virgo, because it's surrounded by all these trines. And um, okay. So the Venus square Pluto retrograde squares are about taking an action step. Um, that can be hard, but take an action having to do with stuff related to Venus and Pluto. Venus, harmony. Uh, it's how we make our money, too, because Venus rules Taurus. Um, balance, relationships, our values, our morals. Pluto is very um, like shadow side stuff, uh, issues related to power, manipulation, control, um, endings and beginnings, death, rebirth, uh, Phoenix rising from the ashes. So there is opportunity there to heal. Pluto is in Capricorn. Capricorn, again, is related to Saturn, all about who we are in the world, who we want to be, long-term goals, our work, how we work. Uh, now, on the 6th, Mars is trying Pluto retrograde right after this. And Mars is how to move forward, what, how we use our energy, what we're passionate about. So there's absolutely, uh, again, the ability to heal. Okay, then Venus is trying Jupiter retrograde. And this is what gets me so excited. This is, again, on the 6th now. Um, Jupiter is the great benefic. And you got Venus trying Jupiter. Hello. Thank you. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. That's beautiful energy. Beautiful energy to be conscious of. Um, Jupiter is in Aquarius. Again, Venus is in Libra. There could be breakthroughs with how you make your money, um, your work, uh, relationships, love, people that you network with. It's, there's good stuff. And there's a smaller, like, semi-sazi quadrate or something I'm skipping over. It also involves Jupiter, so I'm not worried about it. Uh, and Mercury. Now... Just be calm and balanced again. Like Mercury, like whatever you learn, whatever you want to expand into, make sure it's, it's, it supports your healing. 
in some way, shape, or form. I mean, it really just comes down to things being as simple as that. Uh, the new moon in Virgo. Again, healing. Virgo is about health and the routines that support that. Our work. How we spend our days. How we're of service. It's like humanitarian type stuff too. Um, but that's huge. Work and health. Those are very, very large aspects of each of our lives. New moon. So intend something great for yourself. All right. And then we got the sun still on the same day. The sun trine Uranus retrograde. Uranus, epiphanies, enlightenment, change, sun, goals, who we are, you know, in the world. Um, wow. Okay. New beginnings as well. Or, yeah, the sun. <laughs> the sun, you know. <laughs> So, um, the sun is in Virgo, Uranus retrograde is in Taurus. We haven't talked about Taurus a whole lot, but yeah, that has to do with, I did mention it um, before, it has to do with finances, how we make our money, um, self-worth as well. So, then on the 6th, there's an inconjunct between Mars and Jupiter, but because it's Jupiter, I'm not too worried. Look more into all of that peeps on the 6th. But really, I think if you look up the new moon in Virgo on the 6th, it's just um, articles that are written. I would assume they would take into account those trines. It's like surrounded by trines and Jupiter energy, which is, which is great. But remember, Jupiter is an expander. So make sure you want more of what you're focusing on. <laughs> right? Make sure it's positive. All right, as much as possible. So, um, then on the eighth, there is a there's a opposition between Mercury and Chiron retrograde. Ooh, I'm getting tired. So, Mercury, the mind, what we learn, Chiron, healing and transforming anger and rage, no small thing, but really important to do so. And this is coming from someone who has historically, I have had anger management issues and I will continue to do so. That's nothing that's, uh, it doesn't just disappear forever. Not that I know of. It will always require some kind of maintenance. But that's okay. We all have that in our lives in some way, shape or form. There's something that we need to heal and maintain and, you know, keep going back to whether there's addictions of all kinds and there's emotional um, like habits and uh, there's like things we need to rewire and heal in our brains and stuff you know we all have it so figure out what yours is and work on it so for a best life because we are all about living a best life here at RVE so that is it for the astrology for the week Think about how you want to move forward in terms of intentions with that new moon in Virgo. That's the main focus, I think. And let's move to the guidance cards. I use the Osho Zen Tarot. I'm now going to take a moment to bless and ground the cards and energy for the highest good for all, most benevolent outcome for all. Take some time to do some conscious breathing. I will be back shortly. Thank you.
All right. Let's see what comes out for peeps for the for the week. I'm actually recording this in a different spot than I normally do. This is the first time I'm not in the my normal usual spot where I record. In case things sound different or I don't know. I just thought that was important to mention. So, trust the Knight of Cups showed itself uh, flipped out which is awesome well I don't want to say flipped out but turned over <laughs> the knight of cups is here <laughs> so um, this is a beautiful card in the Osho Zen Tarot it features a an individual taking a leap of faith and they are falling into this rose quartz like beautiful pink loving light and energy it's titled trust which is taking a leap of faith the night knight of cups in the traditional tarot is known as being very romantic it could be someone coming forward forward with a romantic offer of some kind but it is expressing love um, it could be a higher um, you know, expressing love in all of its forms. It doesn't necessarily have to be romantic. It could just be love of life. <laughs> um, but trust, taking a leap of faith with something. Now, the Wheel of Fortune change just uh, came out. And the, um, I don't know what expression I want to use for that. I don't like any of these expressions. Uh, flipped out, turned over, came out. I don't like any of those. But at any rate... <laughs> The Wheel of Fortune changes here and Seven of Cups projections. So I think I just asked the question or I said take a leap of faith when it comes to something. What? Well, here you go. Take a leap of faith when it comes to change. And sev Seven of Cups projections. Now, getting a little more in depth into these, the Wheel of Fortune is about good luck. Um karma ending it is like things changing like upcycling um concluding a situation good luck coming in some kind of break or money or gift i mean it's a very very positive card it's not just any change it's positive change now the seven of cups that can be confusing that can be a little um disorienting because there's a lot of choice there's a lot of ways in which a person can go in a situation um, so it it can be kind of confusing in the Osho Zen Tarot it features a man and a woman looking at each other and then there's like an energetic kind of face projecting out toward each other and it always reminds me to just be conscious of the fact that you may not be understanding a situation correctly that happens all the time I'm actually under the belief I have a personal theory that most of the time uh, people can miscommunicate or people can misunderstand. Well, both, actually. Um, I have actually witnessed it in my own life where I um, definitively discovered for myself that I was misreading a situation. And it can be really... Uh, when you first encounter that it can blow your mind i mean i was i was it was like you feel like you're alice in wonderland for a little bit my whole worldview kind of was turned on its head because i was convinced 
of one thing and it turned out to be the other. So, um, but once, you know, you start healing, working on yourself, being calm and balanced, it's, it's uh, easier to actually see things correctly and clearly, particularly when you question yourself, am I seeing, is this really what's going on? And if you don't know what's really going on, ask, right? Anyway, let's see what else comes out. Just be, um, how about when it comes to that seven of cups? I mean, I'm wanting to know how to navigate as best we can confusion and choice and, you know, just work on getting clear. Nine of pentacles is here now. Nine of pentacles, ripeness. This features fruit, either plums or apples uh, on a bush or a tree and one of them is falling off and it's like that organic timing of total ripeness when things are at their peak. Um, sometimes, you know, we have to wait, we have to wait, wait, wait for things to work out a certain way because the timing's not right. You can't force your crops to grow any faster. You can't force a butterfly out of the cocoon any earlier. So it's like that waiting kind of, but when it does come, Nine of Pentacles is very, um, a very positive card of particularly f financial abundance and independence. So it features a woman wearing luxurious robes. She's very wealthy in her garden. She like has a peacock or a hawk on her shoulder. <laughs> and she's surrounded with like luxury. So yeah, yay. <laughs> yay. So how to make our way through the confusing, the choices of Seven of Cups? Well, whatever supports um, our understanding of organic timing, whatever supports personal luxuries and self-nurturance and uh, living our best life, uh, whatever supports you hanging out in a beautiful garden with a peacock friend, that's what you want to go towards. That's the ultimate, I mean, that's a beautiful place to be. It's Wheel of Fortune supporting that as well. Self-efficacy. Like, I think before we can even really be in a healthy romantic relationship, and I'm not the only one to say this, we have to work on ourselves individually to, like, really heal our stuff so that we are pretty healthy individuals and we can provide we have our own sense of abundance and our own we're not like lacking in anything you know what I mean and then you pair up and then it's good so when it comes to seven of cups confusion and choice focus on what makes you more of a happy healthy whole individual because then you can give good stuff to everyone around you and and uh, pick the best people and relationships and things like that Woo! we got 10 of cups flipping out one tried to flip but it didn't do it the whole way and I, I didn't get a confirmed um, look as to what the card was but right after the 10 of cups flipped over yay harmony 10 of cups is 10 of cups is super good like rainbows family love romance love on all levels um 
security, support, like inner security, like feeling good. We, we have a couple dolphins jumping from the heart chakra and touching the third eye chakra on this meditating girl. It's very, very healing, very b beautiful energy. Oh my word. So again, just to recap, we got trust, knight of cups, romance, love, uh, taking a leap of faith. We've got the wheel of fortune change. So trust change right now. Trust choice, seven of cups, choice. It can be too much choice as to feel overwhelming, but we talked about what to do with that and with possible projections. Because then you can lead yourself to nine of pentacles, ripeness, and ten of cups, harmony. I'm telling you, these are great, overall, great cards. As long as we deal properly with getting clarity when it comes to having confusing choices. So, let's see. Yeah, I think that, oh my gosh, that's the end of the reading. That is a mic drop moment, that Ten of Cups. And then, bottom of the deck, it's Nine of Cups. Which uh, is Wish Fulfillment. That is also a very positive card. You got a lot of Cups energy here. That's love. Emotions. Oh my gosh. And then underneath that, what peeked out to me? Uh, the Ace of Cups. <laughs> the Ace of Cups. Now that is a mic drop moment. You got the Nine, Ten, and Ace of Cups here in this reading. In like just a few cards. So um, yeah, this is super good. Nine of Cups is laziness. It's just a reminder not to get too lazy with all this good energy. And uh, Ten of Cups or Ace of Cups is titled Going with the Flow. So Ace of Cups is cup overfloweth, rainbows, unicorns. I mean, it's, uh, it's new beginnings. It's blessings from God, universal energy, source spirit. So look for it, peeps, because it is there. Just navigate um, lower type energies that could try to drag you down or whatever. Work on shifting and remember my little piece of advice. Sometimes when we're working on shifting, we can feel pretty crappy while we're doing it. That's okay. Just don't slide into like more negative, more negative mindsets. You know what I mean? I think you know what I mean. So with that, thank you so much for all you are and do. Stay tuned for more. Uh, as always, I send you love and peace and wish you to be safe and well. Thanks so much. Mwah.